0: What do you really want in life? What do you really want out of life? If we were to ask uh, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the New Testament, what he really wanted in life, his answer would be, I want to know Christ. That would be his, his desire. He wants to know Christ more and more. Why would he say that? Because he knew that when... We really know Jesus, we will also begin to understand more and more how much He loves us. And actually, many of the problems that we have in life come from not understanding how much God really, really loves us. When we don't understand how much He loves us, it actually causes us lots of worry. It can cause us shame, it can cause fear, it causes guilt, it causes insecurity. And God wants us to know and we really need to know how much God really, really loves us. So how do we know for sure? How do we really know that God loves us? It does help if I actually turn that on, doesn't it? Yes. Um, we know God loves us because he made us.
1: In the Old Testament, one of the
0: Psalms says, The Lord is loving to all he has made. And God actually made us so that he could love us. And in Psalm 103 it says these words, God is like a father, tender and sympathetic. He knows that we are but dust. It doesn't say there that God is a judge, a policeman, a drill sergeant or a boss. It says God is like a perfect father. He cares about us. And all of us were created to have a family relationship to know God as that perfect Father. We were created not for a religion, but for a relationship, and a relationship with God. Many of us here probably have children. And how many of you, and how many of us would expect our children to be perfect? We might like them to be perfect, but how many of us before we had children expected them to be perfect? We None of us did. We knew that they would... Sin that they would do naughty things. When God created us, He knew that we would be like that as well. He knew all the silly things we would do. He knew that we would say hurtful things, He knew we would think hateful things. Yet He still made us. And He made us because He loves us. Children are messy. When they get older, they take our okay. money, they use our cards, they crash them, they get in trouble but we still love them. Why? What is it? Are we crazy? No, it's because we're parents. And God has put in us a capacity love, and when we have love, we want to create something to love. And the Bible says God is love. And we are made, or we were made to be loved by God. We were made as an object of God's love. So that's the first reason. The second reason is because... He notices every detail of our life. Matthew 10, verse 30 says, God knows how many uh, hairs are on our head. Now, that's not hard for some of us, not hard for God to count on some of us, but uh, it's an amazing fact that He actually knows how many hairs we have on our head. God is interested in every little detail of our life, He loves us completely, and He's interested in every single part. We can easily get into the thought that God is only interested in us when we go to church or when we read the Bible or when we do something that we might term spiritual. But no, God is intimately interested in every detail of our life. He's interested when we're happy. He's interested when we're sad. He's interested when we succeed and when we don't. He's interested in us when we're down, depressed, discouraged. He's interested in the hobbies that we're interested in. And as parents, when we're parents, we are interested in what our children do. We'll go. I remember going to watch our children play football. and Darren came, which was amazing, and it was tipping it down with rain. And we watched them play football, and we were absolutely drenched by the end of it. But we went because we were interested in what they did. And when we're interested in details, it shows we love, and God is interested and aware of everything in our lives. And possibly, probably, there are some here going through a tough time right now. And whatever that tough time is, no matter what you're going through, God is acutely aware of it. He knows and cares about our financial problems, about sexual problems, about physical problems, about mental problems, social problems, problems that we might have at work, problems that we might have in our marriage, problems at school. He cares, he's aware, because he loves us. The third reason we know God loves us is because he gave us the capacity for pleasure. We have a set of eyes and when he made us and he filled the world with colour. Why? For our pleasure. What is the purpose of colour? Pleasure. Some colours you might like, some you won't. But actually God created it for our pleasure. And God has given us a pair of ears and he created a world full of many different kinds of sounds. Musical sounds. Again, some we will like. Others we won't. That may have something to do with our age, is the type of music we like. But music for all of us, one kind or another, is pleasurable. And He wanted us to enjoy it. And God has even made our taste buds and filled the world with flavor. Whatever you like—barbecue ribs, homemade ice cream. Why God could have made us like cars, so we just run a on one type of fuel. On oatmeal, and said, Well, that'll do, that'll keep him going. But he didn't. He created us with taste buds and then gave us all these flavors. Why? Just because he enjoys watching us enjoy life. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 says, God richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. You see, we can easily think, and so many people do think, that if we commit our lives to Jesus, life is going to be miserable. We'll lose all our fun, it's going to be boring. But actually, God wants us to enjoy life. And when He does say no to us, it's for our protection. As a parent again. Or when I was a child, you know, my parents would say no to me about something. Sweets, you know, could have eaten sweets and sweets and sweets. But they they gave me a few, but they said you couldn't have any more. Why? Well, because they knew that if I ate too many I'd get a stomachache, probably be sick and it wouldn't be good for my health I didn't understand that I thought why? why are my parents trying to ruin my life by not giving me loads and loads of sweets and yet you grow up you become a parent yourself you do exactly the same thing why? because you begin to understand that it's for our good and there's many other things when God says no it's not for, to make us miserable it's because he knows what is best and Satan has told us alive that to be good, to do the right thing, to live for God, makes us miserable. But that's not true. And most people are looking for fun in all the wrong places. And fun is actually discovering the reason God made us and then living the plan he had for us. The Bible says when we get into God's plan for our life, it begins to make sense. And then we stop looking for cheap thrills to turn us off. Fourthly, how do we know God loves us? Because he has good plans for our life. I love that picture. I think that's great. Because that's how life can sometimes feel. God always wants the best for our life. He says, I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a future. And God knows what will make us happy more than we do. He ought to know he's a creator. We think we know what will make us happy. But God knows what will make us happy. So often we foolishly follow our instincts rather than what God says. And we get into all kinds of problems with worry and guilt and fear and bitterness and resentment, depression, discouragement, insecurity and all of those things. Whereas if we just trusted him, that he has a good plan for our life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, to have life in all its fullness. And Jesus didn't come to give a religion. He came to give us a relationship to God so we could get to know God, so we could get to know how much God loves us. And God came to us in the form of a human being, in Jesus. And he gave himself for us so we could get to know God. And until we really follow God's plan for our lives, we aren't living, we're simply existing. But we also know God loves us because how he sent Jesus to die for us. Of course, this is the ultimate proof of God's love. The Bible says God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He cares for us. It's the ultimate proof. I don't know how many people you know who would die for you. I don't know how many people I know that would die for me. But God did in the person of Jesus. The Bible says while we didn't even know God... While we actually rejected God, he sent his son to pay the penalty for our sin. All the things we've done wrong, wrong. God says on Jesus, when we trust in him, those things that we've done wrong are paid for. And we are declared not guilty, we are declared righteous, perfect in his sight. Tremendous love that Jesus, the one who knew no sin, would become sin for us, that we might be restored to Him and have eternal life. If you've ever asked Jesus, How much do you love me? Look at the cross. And on, on His outstretched arms, with the nails in His hands, He says, I love you this much. I love you so much, it hurts. It is the ultimate expression of God's love for each one of us. And finally, we know God loves us because he forgives us when we ask him. One of the biggest reasons people don't get to know God is guilt. We can stay away from God because they think God wouldn't possibly like us because we're guilty. But God says, I will forgive you. And if you've ever felt that I cannot have a relationship with God because all of the things that I've done wrong, God will forgive whatever you have done. Yes, it is true that all have sinned. Everybody in this room has sinned. We don't even live up to our own standards, let alone God's standards. But the Bible says all have sinned, yet God declares us not guilty if we trust in Jesus Christ. freely takes away our sins and you know with all the things we've done wrong with all the things I've done wrong what does God say to me with deep love I will take you back Jesus told the story one time about the lost son or the prodigal son a man had a son who blew it took all of his dad's earnings and left the father loved him while he was at home. The father loved him after he left and the father loved him while he was blowing that inheritance. And the father loved him when he came back home. And there has never been a time in your life or my life when God has stopped loving each of us. He's never loved you any more than he does right now and he's never loved you any less. His love for you is not based on your performance. It's based and the fact that God is love. And my plea to everyone here today, this morning, is to say, come home to him. He says, with deep love, I will take you back. back. Andrew read for us earlier those wonderful, wonderful words. I pray that you will be able to feel and understand how long, how wide, how deep, how high his love really is, and to experience this love for yourselves. God's love is long, wide, deep and high. God's love is wide enough to include everybody. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, God loves you and he's proved his love for you. God's love is long enough to last forever. Human love can die. But God's love lasts forever. God's love is high enough to be everywhere. You'll never go anywhere that God's love doesn't go with you. You will never be separated from his love if you accept it. And God's love is deep enough to meet your needs. And when you're in despair, God's love is deeper still. The four dimensions of God's love, high, wide, long, deep, the four dimensions of the cross As Jesus hung there on the cross, he says, I love you this much, it hurts. It really, really hurts. Let's pray.